Welcome back to Capital Ideas. This is where members of the Majority Democratic Caucus in the Washington State House of Representatives sit down at the Capitol and talk about ideas. Today, those ideas are about some pretty fascinating high-tech developments, and the guest is 40th District State Representative Jeff Morris of Mount Vernon. If you've been listening to Capital Ideas since the beginning, you might remember our conversation with Jeff about what it's like to be Speaker Pro Tem of the House of Representatives. That was then, and this is now. Jeff chairs the House Committee on Technology and Economic Development. He knows his stuff, and you will, too, in just a few minutes. We've broken our conversation up into two parts, and I hope you'll give a listen to both. This Capital Ideas was recorded on Friday, January 12, 2018, and here's the first half. Welcome back to Capital Ideas, uh, Representative Jeff Morris. It's been several years since we've talked with you here. Thanks. Good to be here. I've had lots of ideas since then. <laughs> I, I'm sure you have. And you've also got a different job than you had the last time we talked. Several years ago, you were the Speaker Pro Tem of the Washington State House of Representatives. Uh, you are now, and have been for a while, the chair of the House Technology and Economic Development Committee. You're widely recognized here in Olympia as the go-to person for high-tech issues. And today, I think what we should do is let you talk about that a little bit, a couple of the things that are, that are exciting to you right now that we may not know about yet. Great. Well, thanks for uh, giving me a chance to talk about these issues. A lot of times what we work on in the technology committee are things that are really important to our long-term future and economic growth going forward. Um, but they're not the sexy issues that you see on the news every night. But it's still people realize they're important. Some exciting things, we just got done with a big package on privacy and biometrics, and that's something we're spending a lot of time on. Right now, we're really starting to spend a lot of time on on the rollout of the new fifth-generation wireless technologies here in the state of Washington. It's called 5G is the acronym you'll hear. People on their cell phones today will see LTE and 4G. Uh, The 4G stands for fourth generation. The LTE is just a slightly different technology than the 4G, and the 5G is a, is a totally different technology. What's exciting about this is that the speed of the 5G technology is uh, is going to be about 100 megabytes per second on the download. Most people, even at home, may not be getting more than, you know, 9 to 24 through DSL service or even, uh, you know, cable, or if you're fiber, you might be a bit higher than that. What this new technology is exciting about it is that uh, really the the People think of wireless towers that are 120-foot you know, monoliths to that technology. Uh, those things are going to start going into retirement over time. They won't totally disappear because there will be other uses for that spectrum. A lot of burglar alarms, for example, today are using that old spectrum um, that, that uh, used to be used by cell phones. Um, but what's exciting about the new technology is that the, the, ta- the, the boxes that deliver it are about the size of a toaster. And uh, what you might see over time is uh, one of these uh, attached to a, a light pole or a stoplight somewhere in your block. And um, instead of someone have to put a cable box in your home to give you cable TV service, instead of having uh, five different devices, you, you'll be able to have you know, one service that will not only work for you in your home, but also as you travel around in your car. And you'll be able to get just massive amounts of data very quickly. Is this, now I saw before we started talking, I saw this 5G box. Is this the kind of thing that a person would have in 
the home? Um, you probably won't see them in the home. There could be some smaller micro versions, nano versions of these, but uh, the signal for the 5G does not go through walls extremely well, which isn't a problem in your standard wood-built home. Um, when you get into skyscrapers, it is, and a lot of large uh, building owners that uh, are made out of concrete and, and steel are going to actually have these boxes inside the building. Uh, in order to deliver that service. And they'll be hardwired in some way. Hardwired in the building, and you'll get that same speed. Um, But uh, for folks moving in their cars, we're a very mobile society. You know, Detroit's actually uh, building up the wattage in our cars all the time because we're plugging so many things, and and, uh, there's more computing power in the average car today than what we uh, used to land on the moon the first time. Um, But uh, your ability to get real-time traffic data, um, uh, you know, for first responders, uh, the ability to use this type of technology and not only uh, uh, get dispatched to a fire call, but get the, the, the designs, the drawings uh, of your building before they show up to get social media video and uh, pictures uh, of what's going on there before they roll up in the fire engine is just uh, going to really improve uh, first responder safety and our safety too. How do we tie this to legislation? What are you What are you working on that would bring this here into the legislature? Yeah, I think people are aware of the global marketplace today, and, and the reality is is that um, with any new technology, often there is some reluctance to figure out uh, how you permit this and put it in. So we've been having a dialogue with the providers of these services and local governments about a process that makes sense to move forward to make sure that we're a competitive place to make this massive uh, you know, multi-billion dollar investment that's going to happen in the United States to roll this technology out. And so the issue is, is that um, I've met with all the mayors in, in, uh, of the big cities in my district, or bigger cities, they're not huge cities. Um, and, you know, they, they're, their concerns are about aesthetics. If we have a historic part of downtown, what would uh, these boxes look like? Are they attached to our light standards or our stoplights? Um, I'll use Leavenworth as an example because a lot of people have been there, but Leavenworth may decide they want all these uh, toaster-sized boxes to look like Bavarian cuckoo clocks. And that's (laughs) something the providers are willing to do. Um, and But I think the thing we're trying to do is to develop a list, a guidance list for cities to make sure that they're investment ready for this investment. Because if they, if these companies can't put the money here that they want to in a 12-month period, a, a, a capital budget cycle for them, they may not only go to Colorado or Arizona or California, they may go to Singapore um, or Australia, you know, to put that money on the ground if they can't do it here. So we're really trying to come up with a state policy that doesn't uh, um, ride roughshod over local um, deliberations and and things like aesthetics and how they're going to fit into our community, but also make sure that they know the things they have to do to make this uh, investment happen in their communities. This would be Washington getting in on the ground floor of a brand new technology, is that correct? Yeah, some of the pilot projects have actually happened in Austin and Chicago, um, and it was unfortunate we lost out on that, but that was because we weren't ready to do those pilots here with our our permitting laws. Um, So what we're doing as a policy is coming up with about eight or nine things that have a city, a port, a fire district, because a lot of these are going to go in public right-of-ways on existing infrastructure. We're not, you know, the days of building brand new huge towers are good because these don't actually work well above 45 to 50 feet. It's about the, as high as they can go. Um, and so the, the, the reality is we're trying to give them good guidance about what will make them investment ready for 5G, and that's the policy we're looking for. That's it for today, and I hope you'll click on the second half of this unusual two-part feed. 
If you feel like this was time well spent, why not subscribe to Capital Ideas on iTunes or at housedemocrats.wa.gov. What we're talking about here is your state government and what happens here matters a lot. The more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats, and I appreciate you listening.